baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So what we did see, we saw three U.S. troops killed, dozens injured. Is Has Iran, uh, Iran openly taken uh, responsibility for this action, or is this the U.S. saying we know that they were part of it, backing the militias that did this? Um, Iran has actually denied that, that, that they had anything to do with the attack, but I think we all know better at this point that that's their usual response and that they do – they are waging a proxy war against the United States by using these uh, militias in these various places, Hezbollah from Lebanon, Hamas from uh, Gaza, uh, Qaitab Hezbollah and the Islamic resistance in Iraq against U.S. military uh, forces uh, based at uh, Iraqi military bases or, or in Syria and so forth. They've denied it, but um, we all know that they're using these, these militias to attack the U.S. Dr. Knapp, Charlie Brennan here. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports today that this is about the 150th such attack since October. Does that sound about yeah. right? That sounds like a lot to me. Uh, I count actually 160. So, yes, uh, that's right. 160 total, maybe 150 since October. Um, that's right. But this, you have to put this in perspective, Charlie. I mean, this is part of a long twilight, low-intensity conflict that has been going on between the United States and Iran that stretches way back to 1979 and the Islamic Revolution and the subsequent hostage crisis. And there's been a number of flare-ups over the decades, most famously during the 1980s when Iraq and Iran got into a tanker war in the Gulf, and we had to tilt toward Iraq at that point and strike against Iranian assets in the Gulf. Uh, but, of course, more recently, since Hamas's attack uh, on Israel last October, um, this, this situation between the United States and Iran has flared up again. But even going back before that, right, in the Trump administration, the U.S. Um, uh, st- struck and, and killed uh, Qassam uh, Soleimani, who was the head of the uh, Al-Quds forces for Iran. And, um, and, and Iran struck back by launching military uh, uh, missile strikes at um, military personnel based in Iraq and also in January 2020. And so really this is just part of a pattern of when there's a security breach or Iran senses weakness in U.S. leadership, they will unleash their proxies and test what the limits of, uh, of, of the U.S. is in the region. Well, and that would be, you know, in a, just an observer who's not perhaps an insider, not in government or in the military. It seems like the limits are pretty lenient. If we've had 160 attacks since October 7th, and is and I know President Biden has said he doesn't want to escalate things. And this most recent attack is considered an escalation. Well, my goodness, 160 attacks, even if they're minor, isn't that isn't that pretty forgiving? Uh, 
Amy, I agree with you, and I don't. I think it, whether you're you're the sort of average American who doesn't pay that much attention to these affairs, or whether you're actually in the military and the intelligence community, you think 150 is a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that the tolerance for this has been way too high. I mean, I I think it's clear that whether it's in Ukraine or the Middle East, President Biden has played this to the minimal amount of risk possible. He wants to avoid larger conflagrations, larger conflicts in these regions. But this latest attack where Americans have actually now been killed, and it was only a question of time. I think we've all been holding our breath, as has the Biden administration. But unfortunately, it has happened now. And it has also happened by a drone, which I think may be the first time that American military personnel have been killed by an opponent's drone. I could be wrong on that, but it's certainly something to ponder there. But um, it's certainly it's certainly way too high. So, look, Biden has to have some kind of response here, but escalation's already underway. So the argument that we don't want to escalate further isn't going to work, right? But he has to avoid two extremes. On the one hand, he has to avoid the sort of super hawkish comments coming out of, say, South Carolina from Senator Lindsey Graham, who's saying that we need to strike inside Iran and strike hard and strike multiple times, right? That will definitely lead to a much wider, much more deadly war with Iran, which neither the United States nor Iran wants. And if Senator Graham is serious about being concerned about the loss of three American lives, he should think about the loss of hundreds or possibly thousands of American lives were we to get into a war with Iran. On the other hand, Senator Graham is absolutely right that we can't just keep doing more of the same and expect different results. That is, of course, the definition of irrationality. So Biden has to do something more than what he's what he's been doing. He has to strike some kind of middle ground that will restore deterrence in the region and send a, a message to Iran to stop uh, unleashing these proxy groups. But really, in the end, they only have so much control over these proxy groups. And so they're going to have to probably beef up their tactics on the ground. And there, there are any number of issues or any number of options that they have. First of all, they just need more and better um, defense at these, at these bases where U.S. military are stationed. So they just need more anti-ballistic missile systems, more patriots to shoot these things down. How did this drone get through, right? So we, we definitely need to... To, to beef up defense. But going on offense, which is what I think the president needs to do more of, is you can use U.S. special forces, which are already based in the region, along with Iraqi um, special forces to go after some of these groups in Iraq and Syria and degrade those militias so they lack the capability to go after the United States. Um, and you can conduct um, missile strikes on high-value targets in Iran against high-ranking al-Quds forces to send a message to Iran that we won't tolerate this. In other words, we can use tried-and-true counterterrorism tactics that we used to degrade al-Qaeda and ISIS in the region in the last decade against these militias and thus reduce their capability for actually killing Americans. And that would send a really good message that the U.S. is back in force in the Middle East. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 